Hey everybody, hope you are doing well. It is Wednesday night, August 3rd at 9.24 p.m. Whenever I, uh, whenever the off-season rolls around, you know that um, we don't post that much. I've been, I've been posting a quick cast about once a month, really, about once every three, four weeks. I think actually there's a pretty good rhythm to it at this point. But we're getting close to the season, so uh, keep your chin up if this is something that keeps you going. I hope it is. I uh, hope you enjoy the, uh, the quick cast. But um, in the podcast, in the uh, handsome hours, whatever, whatever keeps you coming back, uh, appreciate that you're here. But um, the reason I've been doing it, I've been reacting. You know, when a, a story is broken, when something has happened, I wanted to sound off. And today, I'm sounding off about something that is not necessarily great news, but don't fret. We'll talk about it here in a second. But before I do, I want to say thanks to our pals at Gridiron Metalworks and are boiled at checkout if you... If their e-store is up and running and are boiled at checkout, get 15% off. Of course, uh, AJ's, eatajs.com if you want to order ahead. Um, if, you want to, if you're near campus, go over there, grab a pint, uh, grab some beef or a burger or uh, macaroni and cheese. Uh, uh, it's a fried macaroni and cheese-like uh, um, appetizer. It's very, very good. They're breaded, healthy. Um, I like them. Uh, for an appetizer, but you can watch some sports there. We're almost to college football season. Uh, lots of stuff happening on the news. You know this with uh, NFL and but over to AJ's, and then finally Martin Vintage, uh, MartinVintage.com. Enter boiled at checkout. Get one of their classic uh, Purdue T-shirts. Save fifteen percent if you do it. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Um, so what I wanted to talk about very simple concept. If you've been around here for a while, if you've followed us for a while, the more you can see the, by the gray in my beard, I am not just out of college. But I am, uh, uh, I am uh, somebody who has uh, has made my opinions through uh, through a bit of life experience. And one of the opinions that I've got is that I don't really follow recruiting all that closely. And part of the reason I don't follow recruiting all that closely is because of what happened this week. I'm not going to give names because I don't think it matters really at this point. We've talked about one of these recruiters over or one of these recruits over and over in basketball for the last months. Uh, looked like he was a heavy, you know, he was a verbal commitment to Purdue to Matt Painter, who's is a local kid. All good stuff. Point guard, going to be awesome. Um, and then there was a football recruit who was who was more of a long shot. He was from Louisiana, and uh, always seemed like an odd uh, fit for Purdue. Never was really a very good fit, in my opinion. But he always said, I- "I'm a Boilermaker." The funny thing, he had one of these big statements like recruits do, "I'm a Boilermaker." And the next day. He had a visit to a school in the South. I think it was Florida State. Uh, I can't remember. But um, right then I was like, okay, Purdue's on shaky ground. Um, but my whole thing about recruiting is uh, don't fall in love too early, guys, girls, whoever. If you're, a, if, you're a, um, if you're a fan of college sports, you know that recruiting is part of the game. It's always going to be part of the game, regardless of the rules of NIL and other things creeping in and transfers. Recruiting is always going to be part of the game. And to me, it can get really grimy really quickly. That's one of the reasons I don't love it. But the other reason, of course, is I've seen my share of Purdue losses. Uh, one that always comes to mind, it's a while ago. It's probably 10 to 15 years ago. A guy named Roy Roundtree um, was a, a pretty highly sought a wide receiver um, out of Ohio. And um, Purdue, he had been a Purdue guy for the entire recruiting season. Uh, Purdue was worried that they were losing ground towards the end. I think this was when Danny Hope was head coach, I believe. It was when Danny Hope was head coach. 
and uh, Hope sent one of his staff members to Ohio to make sure he was going to get signed that morning on signing day. And he goes to the kid's house, and the kid has already made his decision to go to Michigan. Uh, funny thing is, Roy Roundtree, I think, only beat Purdue one time. I think he lost to Purdue twice as a starter, which was awesome. Uh, whenever a guy does that, and uh, I don't mind people changing their mind. That's fine. But what I'm always bothered by even at a young age, when you say you're a commitment, when you have a verbal commitment and you stand on it and you make big statements to the media, that's when I'm like, okay, you're digging in deeper and deeper. And now your character is starting to show when you bail on that for one reason or another, even at 17, 18 years old. So I'm a little different in that. I'm like, I kind of take people for their word. And so what I've decided to do, instead of get angry about these things, I've just decided to start saying, okay, it's probably not going to happen. Let's just rule it out until they're signed. Once they're signed, I'm like, I'm all in. This is a Boilermaker. And I've talked about this before, too. I want to reiterate a couple things. One thing that is brilliant about Butler is uh, Barry Collier kind of uh, renewed the lore of Tony Hinkle and company, and he talked about something called the Butler Way. And the Butler Way is real simple. All that um, Collier wanted is he wanted to have guys at Butler that wanted to be at Butler. Pretty simple. And I think that if Purdue follows that model, which they've done a pretty good job of doing in the last few years especially, in both football and basketball, they're going to have really good results. So um, it's not uh, – this isn't uh, rocket science. But to say you just want kids in the black and gold that really want to be at Purdue – that's not a difficult thing. <clears throat> there are Rondale Moores and George Karloftises that are going to be the exception where you're like, okay, this is a special signing day. Even Milton Wright, right? Guys that you're like, okay, this is a big deal. But more than that, you might have, as a Purdue fan, we might have more guys like Jaden Ivey who are just below that elite level. They're not at the Rondale Moore level, the George Karloftis level right out of high school. They're just below that because they have something that's not quite there yet. Maybe it's development, maybe it's size, maybe it's just an incomplete skill set, whatever, in football, basketball, whatever sport. But those guys may end up at Purdue. The scary thing, the sad thing, and this is one of the things I told you guys about NIL era, is a lot of those guys, if they do really well at Purdue, they may go to green pa greener pastures in their sophomore, junior year because they've developed, they've done some things, they may not be ready for the league yet, whether it's NFL or NBA, and one of the big boys comes calling with a bag of cash, it's pretty hard to turn your back on hundreds of thousands of dollars, number one. Number two, the lore of a big-time program that you've been growing up with and maybe brainwashed into thinking, well, they do better things than Purdue or anyplace else, so it's time to go. So that's the hard thing about being a fan of a developmental program in this era is that when those guys develop, when they become who you thought they might become, maybe they leave then. This is why I'm worried about the unstructured kind of wild west nature of the nil and uh the uh, free transfer era that we're in it seems like it seems like those things line up pretty well to make it difficult for some guys to stick at purdue but i want to keep i want everybody to keep their perspective and keep their wits about them for a couple reasons number one purdue has always been good at finding guys that do find the fit at purdue and they like being there and let's look just the stones throw away. As Purdue football camp has begun, thank God we're near football season. But as Purdue football camp begins, one of the biggest stories at Purdue, of course, is Aiden O'Connell, right? So let's look at this from two perspectives. First one is Aiden O'Connell's a pretty special guy. He's a guy with a great temperament. He's a guy that is really easy to root for. 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna do this again. I've done it like 50 times, but I want to keep doing it so you guys understand I'm aware of it. This time a year ago, I was saying it was Jack Plummer's job. That was a year ago now. By game three, I think, I think by game three, he was the starter. So the first two games, I think he split times. Maybe it's game four. Um, I remember the iconic, I told you, some of you guys on Twitter, the iconic image to me of last year, one of them, is Aiden O'Connell with his arm behind him in a, in a, like a bright colored vest. So he was a signal caller that day versus UConn. And just, they had a huddle. Purdue was starting to hit their rhythm offensively. UConn was trying to slow down, call the timeout. O'Connell was walking behind the huddle with his arm behind his back, his head down. I think he had a headset on still. Looked like he was a coach more than a player. Didn't look super engaged with the huddle at, with the players uh, that were active. But he was walking around. I said, okay. Uh, by the way, Plummer played pretty well that day. But Brom joked at media day that you know he was too dense to see that his starter, uh, he started the wrong guy, right? Um, it's just funny. Plummer is a likable guy. Here's the hard thing. Here's the rub. Plummer was a likable guy. Plummer is a good guy. Plummer is a, a guy with a big arm, good mobi mobility. Um, he looked like the guy with the higher ceiling. But look at Aiden O'Connell doing what he's doing. And is he not a great fit at Purdue? He's a fantastic fit. So you kind of got to hope as a Purdue fan that you're like, okay, these are the guys that want to be at Purdue, and they fit really well, and then they go do big things. So my title today was uh, Don't Fall in Love Too Quickly, and you could say that's bigger advice for things away from, from college sports. Uh, I'm big about throwing your heart into relationships early. I did it with uh, my wife 20, well, 30 years ago now when we started dating. I told her I loved her early. I fell in love really early on that case, and that one paid off. And sometimes it does, but a lot of times I think parents out there would say most of the time it doesn't. And in the case of recruits, almost every time. If you're Purdue, it doesn't. So we got a couple comments here in the um, – uh, wow, my, my audio is really quiet according to Robert Randy. I, I hope it's gotten better. Uh, I don't know the answer to that. If, it, if it's bad, if it's still quiet, I can make adjustments next time and maybe I can do it. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, Nathan Hartman, that's a great, great comment. He says, I don't know why these kids pretend to be so strongly committed. Maybe it's the whole idea of a verbal commit should just be done away with. Well, you're not – we can't outlaw <laughs> – we can't outlaw the way they talk to the media, right, Nathan? Um, I think this, this verbal commitment and the strong ver verbal commitment has a couple things happening. Number one, I think kids want to show off that, hey, I'm going to Division One program. This is a big deal. A lot of these kids kind of came from nowhere. There are kids that literally weren't on recruiting radars, and then all of a sudden they go to a camp, everybody notices them, and then they're like, okay, they get, sh they get an offer from a big school. They're like, yeah, I'm going there. I'm going to Purdue, Division One. Power five, Big Ten, this is awesome, right? Then slowly people say, oh, Purdue offered them. That's a Big Ten school. This kid's a local kid. Maybe he's from Louisiana. Maybe he's from someplace else. Maybe he's from Indiana. Maybe he's from Ohio, whatever. And they say, yeah, Purdue did some work. We're going to do some research. They start watching film. They invite him to a camp. All of a sudden, he's got two, three, four offers. So this guy's gung-ho attitude. He fell in love early with Purdue, maybe. And uh, he committed, but his commitment was his... Uh, as paper thin as someone who's saying they're getting married and has a Cracker Jack ring, right? And they, uh, there's nothing there. There's nothing behind it. Like I said to somebody on Twitter and they responded, you know, hey, what do we, um, why would you take the word of a 17-year-old, 18-year-old? Uh, I think it's a fair comment. It's a fair criticism. But some people say, yeah, even at that age, their word should be worth something. But it's really not a commitment. 
regardless if they call it a verbal commitment or a solid verbal or whatever 247 or rivals wants to call it it's still not a done deal at that point of course um max Goss says uh he says lsu and fsu are looking at him i think they're a lot more than looking at him max <laughs> my opinion here in the the era of heavy tampering and the nil i think there have been offers made that have some teeth to them that maybe purdue wasn't uh, willing to do that. But let me give you another scenario because um, I'm not going to mention his name again, but the kid from Louisiana. Um, so his, in his uh, stepping out of his verbal commitment, his solid verbal uh, letter, what he said was um, he wasn't, he, he appreciated Coach Biagi's um, uh, attention and his, his, his uh, relationship with him, but he wasn't getting the same sort of treatment with coach Biagi gone and so let me let me do two things let me say it could be one thing where maybe he's right maybe he wasn't getting the same sort of treatment because there was a uh, a change of heart maybe Purdue looked at it and said hey we already have Brady Allen he's really solid and this kid's all the way down to Louisiana do we have the ability to put the resources in number one do we have the time number two is this kid solidly in where he's worth us just calling every, I don't know how many days. I really don't know anything about the NCAA rule there. However many days it is, but putting the calls in, putting the time because they said he's got cold feet already. He's already taking other visits. So it's kind of a, a reciprocity thing. They say this kid's not too serious about it. He went to Florida State. He went to LSU. He went to wherever. Seems like for a guy who's committed, he's not very committed. So we don't feel very committed either. And we're going to put our time into something that's not such a long shot, not such of an oddball, right? From a recruiting standpoint, it is so odd to see a guy from another region stand on his own and stick with that commitment and end up in another place, especially at a place like Purdue, which is a, a middle-tier power, power five program, right? If he's got a buddy, pretend for a second he's got another friend who's from Louisiana, and they're like, you know what, we're going to go. And they kind of create this bond, and they've got, hey, we're building something special. We're going north. And you're like, okay, there's a story there. There's something believable. But the guy that's on his own, right away I start thinking weird stuff. I'm like, why, why is he coming here? So I'm probably not the only one who thinks that way. Um, yeah, Max again says Brady Allen's the real deal anyways. And I'm not stressed about it. Any, I'm not stressed and bothered at all. But I am watching Twitter and other places talk about how they are. people are stressed and bothered that Purdue loses two big-time recruits in the same week. Completely unrelated circumstance. One is basketball, one is football, right? Um, both relatively highly touted, but that's part of the, part of the issue right there. Um, Mohill93 says it's frustrating that we can't get local studs. Okay, so you're referring to the basketball case there, of course, um, and uh, it's frustrating, but his story's interesting. You've probably been paying attention to it. Remember, he went west. He went west and um, played his AAU out there. I think he even went to a different high school out there. I believe he got injured. Um, but it was an odd path, but I thought Painter handled this perfectly. He was in on him early, offered him before anybody else. Good fit. Like you said, local kid from Lafayette, but I think he had been living out of state for a while. Maybe that matters to him. I don't know. But the big thing you see, I don't care who it is. We don't know the whole story about the advice they're getting. Who are the voices in their ears? Do they have a person in their family who's like a Purdue grad? It's like, yep, you should go there. I love that place. It's fond to me, and that's their favorite uncle. And that favorite uncle, he's, he's, he's going to trust his judgment. Or maybe his mom says, you know what? I've never liked Purdue, and I really don't like Matt Painter. I think he's a whatever. Insert put down here. 
We don't know. Huh? <laughs> right. Purdue has had that case in recent history on the roster where a player, well, I can think of two right away in the last decade, where a player on the roster had a parent that completely was unhappy with Matt Painter, and it did not go well, did not end well. So before that happens, let's head it off at the pass. You don't need to go to God's company, country, pardon me. Uh, looks great. <laughs> looks great. Sorry. Sidebar. Um, you don't need to go to Purdue. We can save everybody some heartache and just not sign with them right away. That's a better way to do it. Um, uh, John Younger uh, says, turn up your volume, Robert. That's good advice. Um, generally, I'm not a quiet guy. So if you guys are having problems, you can sound, uh, sign off and sound off in the comments about my volume level. I can adjust that, but I'm just not going to do it right now because I don't want to blast your ears. Um, let's see. Handel Jones says... Check your Facebook DMs. Facebook? Um, I don't think I even have a Facebook account. I don't know if Boiled Sports does, so it must. We, um, that must be what you're talking about, Handle. So um, I don't check the Facebook thing ever. I don't even know the password. Uh, Jay handles that when we get on there, if at all. Um, so I don't know. DM me on Twitter um, if you want to, if you have something for me. I don't know what it is. I'm sorry. Uh, Max, one more question. You say, how's, li how's life treating me? Um, very well, sir. Very good. Uh, LBD just came in the room. He's trying on school shirts and stuff like that. He had his first day of school today uh, up here in Fishers, down here in Fishers, depending on where you are. Um, so things are good. My daughter starts school in a week, I think. Uh, wife's doing great. New job. Um, I've been traveling with work, which is kind of part of the reason I've been more quiet than usual, but also I'm out of season. But uh, I hope you guys are all well, too. And I think that's about it. I'm at the – wow. Gosh, if you're still listening, God bless you. I'm at the 17, 18-minute mark right now, and I do appreciate you guys tuning in. I hope this little get-together right here, not a lot of you live, but I appreciate those of you who are here. And if you're listening on tape or whatever you want to call it, recording, um, if you're listening in the, in the uh, I don't know how we're going to disseminate this messaging, but um, I appreciate you listening for this long. Um, uh, yeah, so... Anyway, we are, uh, we're all heading towards football season. Boiler up, hammer down. It's going to be fun. And uh, let's be excited about the stuff we've got, not count the stuff we don't have or never had. I think that's a good thing in life perspective anyway. A um, lot of stuff uh, in life, the more important stuff away from sports, obviously, um, focus on the blessings you got. And um, in our personal lives, we all have them. And at Purdue, we sure got a lot of them. Uh, let's not forget we're still one of the one of the schools or we're fans or alums of one of the schools that's blessed enough to be kind of holding the cards right now as the ground is shaking under the feet of fans of the ACC, fans of the Pac-12, fans of the Big 12. Um, while we, none of us know what's coming next, it must be kind of lousy to think, wow, my favorite school, my favorite team, might not have a big-time atmosphere right now, uh, or in, in a couple years, might not be the place that I thought it was uh, as recently as last season. Boy, things are changing quickly, and they're going to change even more. So talk to you guys soon. Boiler up, hammer down. God bless you. We'll see you.